everyone. Welcome to Super Boothers. I am Pete Davidson's publicist, Ryan Salinas. And I am Mr. Kanye West publicist, Ismail. <laughs> I won. <laughs> He he posted uh, something about he was like Skeet Davidson is dead or something like that on his Instagram and it was like a fake photo from like the New York Times and then like quickly deleted it. I'm like Kanye, we need to have a conversation. You can't be doing these things. So it just seems so silly sometimes to me. Like, what are these guys even doing? What are, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know what's going through Kim's mind whenever she was wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress from Ripley's Believe It or Not. And she oh my broke god! Don't it. get me started. Did you don't see that? Me. She's like she broke she broke the zipper. I'm like I'm sure she would break the zipper. Her ass is <laughs> never mind. The, never mind. This is a family show. Hello children. Oh, Hello God. children. Well, it's wonderful uh, to be back. <laughs> it is it is wonderful to be back. We've we've missed a lot of things. Man has landed on the moon. Uh Brittany is out of her conservatorship. Everything the world is upside down. <laughs> I, I, to me, it baffles me. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm a little out of touch, but how certain things like, oh, she wore Marilyn Monroe's dress or Pete Davidson broke up, like it becomes such big news. Like everyone, it's great. There's other things going on too, you know? The, the other things that's going on is Chris Jenner has come out with her own masterclass at masterclass.com. That's what's going on. And if you want to know what's going on, I'm pretty sure you should talk to her because she's the one that orchestrates all this stuff. I love the saying, the devil works harder, or the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. Welcome to Super Boosters, <laughs> where we haven't talked about Funaboos in quite some time. <laughs> it's, all, it's all about topical stuff, Ryan. We, we it is it about. It is about topical stuff. So some topical stuff that I had was we did a party recently. A party. Uh, a party. So uh, a party. Um, so my um, my team has grown a little bit, and 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 there's a lot of us. And, and by the way, the, I got to cut you off because I, yes. we were talking about this before we got on. Uh, um, it's always impressive to me. Like there's a couple people, like just remember, remembering back to the COVID period. And this yeah. isn't just about you, just in general, talking to people that were like, everybody's confused, like what's going to happen? How's this going to turn out? And then seeing like from afar, Ryan, your, your business's growth and your team's growth and like, wow. So I, I just, I just want to interrupt and say kudos to you. And there's a couple of people out there that are probably listening as well that had the same experience. Like some people really, really uh, just got to work and grew their business and grew their team in that time. And I think uh, kudos to Ryan and kudos to everybody else that, is in a similar boat. Well, I, I think that this is twofold. So one, I have always talked about that my growth or lack thereof has always been intentional. Like if I want to grow, I will grow. For the longest time, I did not want to grow. And I just want to stay along, booking my gigs, doing my same thing and you know, going from there. And then I think once you kind of take on, well, okay, well, we have this employee. And then, oh, well, I want to come work for you too. Okay, and then you take on that one. And then the more you kind of add on- Here well, are some pictures that match. Oops. Um, that was my my little my little Google thing. Um, it's kind of like whenever you're watching Shit's Creek and she goes, Ale Alexis, and then your Alexa goes off and you know, <laughs> like can't tell the difference. Um, no, the thing that I think is really interesting is- you know, you start taking on all these people and then you start becoming responsible for these people. And then you're like, oh, okay, well now we got to kick up our game a little bit. Then you start booking more stuff. And then, you know, uh, there, there are times where you just kind of have to like run money through the business every now and then where, and what I mean by that is, 
you know, you're booking stuff in a slow month just to get your people working and just to get, get people paid. And, you know, in slow months, it's absolutely fine and completely normal to do. Um, but anyways, um, every January, I think we're kind of starting this little tradition where we're going on a company trip and our team is just so kind of tight knit and I really appreciate it. And I think that right now, like in this current, as of recording this, like the team that I have now is really like the best that I've ever had in my entire career. Uh, only because everyone kind of knows what they're doing, knows their job. Everyone kind of goes off and does their own thing. And um, I, anyways, I really appreciate it and I appreciate them so much. And does, um, that, anyways, does that change your view on wanting to grow? Uh, I have no choice now, if that's what you mean. <laughs> well, I'm saying you said before you could have always grown. You just wanted to keep it at a certain level. But now that you've seen the benefits of a big team and what they enable you to do, does that change how you view growth going? Like, do you want to grow now? Like, even if you didn't, if you did have a choice, would you choose to grow because you have this kind of team around you? I Well, I think that growing is kind of inevitable. And, you know, we've had conversations on smart growth and what that means to us. And, um, w- and we're going to get to this in a minute and I've been doing employee one-on-ones and I had just a complete revelation with a a particular attendance one-on-one and it was just so kind of groundbreaking and gosh, it just kind of made me rethink stuff. And, you know, he's been doing this for, I don't know, two years, I think now he's been with us. Um, anyways, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but what I really appreciate is the team's just sort of like, we're all really connected. We're all kind of in tune with one another. Um, you know, we finally like hit our stride and our groove and, and I really appreciate that. Um, we do a company trip in January when it's a little bit slow of the last year, we kind of really missed it by a day. We did a three day program. We ended on Saturday night, pulled everything out of the convention center. And then the next morning, all of us got on the, on the cruise ship and headed out for a weekend. That was a lot of fun. And I think we're going to do it again. Um, the team, however, is all over the place. Um, and we had a little dinner in San Antonio, Texas on the river walk. And we did a riverboat cruise and did dinner and it was just so much fun. And I think that I, I am such a fan of, you know, doing the two little things a year, you know, a big one in January and then a smaller one in the summer. Um, I really appreciated that because I think that the team was getting a little bogged down with a lot of travel and a lot of running around and a lot of high pressure clients. And, you know, like you just have those clients that are just kind of, um, I don't know. They just take more energy out of you. And it was nice to have everyone get together and chill and have dinner and, you know, not really, um, have to worry about work. Although the next day, someone, I think one of the two of the guys had to leave at three in the morning to go do a delivery. <laughs> Sorry. You only get an evening. Um, so for people, for people that are listening that are more like, I guess, uh, numbers focused or money focused, that are skeptical about spending money on the team like that. Uh, what would you say? Do you have like, do you see any measurable impact of those breaks or those outings that show up in the business results? I don't think there's anything metric wise that can, you know, qualify or justify, you know, spending the money or whatever. In the grand scheme of things, I really didn't spend that much money. I think that if we would have all gone to, you know, Chili's or something, it probably would have been the same amount of money. 
I mean, not really. It was a little bit more than that, but still. I've, yeah, I've, I was going to say, <laughs> hard time believing that. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's equivalent. I saw of, pictures. It, it's the equivalent of if I took everyone to a steakhouse. Like I'm sure it would have been the same amount of money. Um, but I think the the whole purpose for me is to kind of let everyone know that I appreciate you. You know, I care about you. Thank you. And um, I've said this from day one, take care of the people that take care of you. And my team does a really great job of taking care of me. And in turn, I try and do a really good job and take care of them. Um, so it most definitely is a two-way street. Uh, we did some cute little, uh, and hopefully I have a picture of this somewhere. Um, we had cute little Oreos made with urban events logos and we did it was like a neon themed so everyone got to keep the little neon centerpieces and we did really fun little neon sunglasses and it was it was just such such a blast to get to chill out with everyone for a couple of hours and i don't know we just had such a great time so i'm curious to dive into this uh revelation that you got from the one-on-ones because i don't know what it is yet and i, I think part part of Everybody finds it appealing to grow a team. Yeah, that's wonderful. That sounds awesome. But there's a lot of nuances in managing the team and and grooming them, right? So I think any tactics or specific examples, like doing these one-on-ones and what you get out of it would be very helpful for people listening. So let me go over the what happens in a one-on-one. So what I'll do is I'll schedule and I've only gotten through about half the company with the one-on-ones and I still have a ways to go, but I, I try and space them out. Um, so maybe just kind of like one a week, just so it's not so like. And what do you call the, them when you schedule them where you ask them, is this like an official thing? How do you position? Yeah, it? absolutely. So, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think that it's considered a performance review, although I'm sure that's part of it. Uh, I think that it's just more of an open-ended conversation, not because to me, a performance review is very one-sided. Don't you agree? So I don't, I don't want to, if you know, you're doing a good job, you're doing a good job. I don't think that we need to have that conversation, especially if it's kind of obvious, Um, you know, and I, it's, any problems that we have are typically corrected rather quickly, you know, and I, I much rather keep things as like an open conversation. Um, so one of the things is, I guess I can go through my, my little format or whatever, and maybe I can put this in do PDF who the hell knows. Um, so one of the things that I do is I will somehow notify a person in like Slack or something. Hey, do you have a minute this week? I want to, you know, just go over a one-on-one and this is just, you're not in trouble. This is just a conversation, you know, back and forth, what have you. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm available this time. Okay. You know, here's your zoom link. And then we get on zoom and then we just have a conversation. Um, typically it should last anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour. I was going to say, you got to throw in, you got to throw in that you're not in trouble because the first thing any employee thinks when the boss says, let's have a chat is that fear, yeah, right? So absolutely. And well, and I've, them. I've learned that I have a lot of people that have a lot of high anxieties and this is a common thing. And so what I hate is I hate whenever someone says, Hey, I have something to tell you. And then tells me two weeks later, because then it's just noodling in my head for however long. I mean, not really, it just depends on who it is, but for the most part, um, I, Hey, this is just a conversation. You're oh, not in trouble. Me, I just want to talk. Remind me after we're done here, there's something I got to tell you. What do you got to tell me? 
Tell me now. <laughs> what? Oh, I see, see what, what I did doing. there. <laughs> you think you're so freaking cute. Um, no. So I kind of just have like an outline of the questions I want to ask. Um, and typically what I'll do is I'll kind of break it up. And so the first 30 minutes or so, I really like it to be just them talking. And you tell me, I ask questions, I listen, I really don't respond. Um, I so just let me, let's, of, let's say yeah. I walk in, I, we jump on Zoom. Yep. Hey, hey Ryan, how's it going? Oh, it's going good. The weather's good, blah, blah, blah. How do you start asking those questions for the first, like, what's the first thing that you say? Like, hey, what are you, how are you are today? Are you happy here? How are you today? Pass, you pass today? the small talk when you get to the, the work stuff. How are you today? And how are you today really helps with whatever is going on in their mind, either personally or professionally or whatever. Is something going on with someone's dog? Is something going on at home? Is there a girlfriend problem? Is there? And granted, with the amount of guys that work for me, there is always a girlfriend problem. I can't tell you how many freaking girlfriends have ruined my life. So I'm surprised to hear that. So like when you ask someone, how are you today at the start of a call? In my experience, it's almost always, oh, I'm fine. How are you? Like it's, it's brushed off. Mm-mm. You're saying that when you start these calls with a question like that, people actually go, go further than brushing it off. For sure. Because all of us, I think just kind of have that granted and probably do it a little bit too much, but everyone teases one another. Everyone makes, you know, TikToks of one another. Everyone is doing probably really horrible Snapchats. Um, you know, it's just it's just our culture. We we have a lot of fun and that can go both ways. Um, I just hope it doesn't border on workplace harassment. Um, that's an inside joke for my team. So they're going to get a kick out of that whenever they hear that. Um but yeah, just how are you today? Just kind of goes a long way. And the next question is what's on your mind this week? And again, personally, professionally, whatever the case may be. And, you know, sometimes it's, oh, you know, I'm stressed out because I have a test or there's this going on or that going on or something just happened with, you know, a grandparent or whatever the case may be. It just kind of gives me a gauge of, you know, what's, what's happening where. Um, next question is, Take me through your day. What does a regular day look like? And granted for like the part-time team, this kind of doesn't really work out. So what I'll ask is take me through an event day. What goes on on an event day? You know, you get to the office. Do you change there? Do you change at home? Do you, you know, if you're driving, do you grab the keys? Do you check in the hotel first and then like walk me through, you know, what things happen. And that way we can kind of figure out if there are any problems like, well, who had the keys last? Well, where do they put the keys? Well, I lost the keys. Well, I couldn't find, you know, you just kind of learn the kind of little things that happen. And especially it's a little difficult managing this stuff from afar. Because one of the problems that we have is, you know, if there's something that happens with like a network connection or, you know, a Wi-Fi problem or so, I can't help with that. I absolutely cannot help with that because I, I can't remote in. I can't do any of that stuff. So most of the time, um, it, it's really difficult whenever you have issues that you cannot solve from being far away. Everything else, most of the stuff can be done remotely. Um, so it's usually not that big of a problem. Um, uh, but no, that's, that's kind of something that we kind of start with and just kind of figure out, you know, where we should go. Typically this, com- this conversation will lead into a particular event. So they'll, they'll really talk about what happened at a particular event recently, you know, and I, we always do this on, you know, the, the 
the you know week after whatever whenever we're Monday morning quarterbacking, you know what could we have done better? You know, is there anything that went wrong? How is can this be fixed in the future? I think is always a really important question to ask. What what's your focus? Like, what are you focused on trying to find? Like, it's, I, it, it seems like you're looking for a thread to pull in this conversation. Right? Are you looking to find things to improve operations wise? Are you trying to learn things about their psyche and what they motivate? Like, what are you actually looking for? All the above, all the above. I'm looking for, you know, a, what motivates a person by now? I know what motivates my team. And 90% of the time it's either weed or money. Um, maybe it's the same thing, but that's the thing is, I think that it's, it's important to figure out what things could we have done better operationally I think is a problem uh, or is not a problem is, is the, the motive, I guess. Another thing that I learned is um, whenever I did catering, one of the questions that was kind of asked the following Monday is, was a client happy? That was, it did, it wasn't, Hey, how did everything run? Hey, you know, what was a squabble that happened between two employees? None of that was a client happy. That was the, always the main motivator. And so that's something that's kind of spilled over to me is, is a client happy? Kelly will say, is it billable? Can we still bill for it? Are they going to ask for a refund? Were they happy? Did they know any difference? No, great. Fantastic. Move it along. Um, I really, I really think that that is the fundamental thing that we look for. Was the client happy? Um, and then we can work on, you know, were there any roadblocks? Were there any, any particular things that could have been done better? Was there a problem with, you know, equipment, a million things could happen. And after, after these sessions are done, do you find, is it always worth it for you? Do you think the, the employee walks out feeling better or are they thinking, Oh, what did I just do? What did I just reveal in there? How, how does it, what's the feeling of it? It's left with. Uh, I think that depends on whatever my motivations are. Um, to tell the honest truth, because if I want an employee to feel bad, I can ask leading questions to make sure that that's what they feel. Not that I do it often. I'm just saying that if I need an employee to recognize that their behavior is not appropriate, or if we're, if we're doing some things that shouldn't be done, I think it's my job to make sure that they recognize that. And I've, I've done that on occasion before. Um, and, and, and it's just to be helpful. I don't think it's ever been mean spirited. Um, I, 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 at least I hope not. Uh, cause typically what I just asked for is, you know, we're, we're trying to offer a certain level of excellence to our clients and they just need to make sure that everyone is kind of on the same page and, also represent that whenever you know we're working i I think uh something that you kind of touched on is important is having that one key metric like you said the the other person had the billable hours they're focused on the billable Mm. revenue you're focused on client happiness to me it reminds me of like a kpi key performance indicator sure i think i've heard companies like facebook like would have the number on the company wall, like monthly active users. That is the only thing that we care about right now. Everything Mm. else is secondary. I think that helps align the company when everyone is focused on the one thing, like you said, is a client happy. And if that's yes, all right, that's great. Now, how do we do this better? How do we do that better? It becomes more of a collaborative 
team thing because they're all focused on the same goal. Yeah. Um, a couple of the other questions are, do you feel like you know your role? And I had this conversation with um, another employee recently and he knows his role very much. And I asked, you know, what, what are the next steps? Where would you like to progress? And I go in a, in a perfect world, if we could kind of, you know, Frankenstein your, your job description, what would it be? And he was very forthright in telling me, you know, kind of what he wanted and the direction he wanted to go in. And I've always kind of said, you know, staff is an attendant working events is with me for about two, three years. That's kind of the cap. And I, I asked, I was like, you know, where do you, where do you feel that you want to, where do you fall into this? How long do you want to stay here? And, um, it's, it's kind of a direct question. Um, I also feel that, A, I'm not holding you to this. And if you want to change your mind tomorrow, that's fine too. But I'm also asking, you know, what are your goals? Like, what do you want to do, A, within this company? And then also in life, like, are you going to school? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? I had, I, I had, um, you know, I think that if someone, you know, wanted to become like a barber or what have you, I would totally pay for them to go to barber school just come cut my hair once a week, you know, like I would like, I'm all for doing stuff like that. And I'm all for helping people get to the next step because I know that they will not be with me for however long. And whenever it's time to move on, they will move on. And I, I do not get upset with that. And I used to, and it used to really get to me and it used to really take it personally. I do not take it personally anymore. If someone wants to move on by all means, go ahead. So I'm curious to hear your opinion on this because I'm sure you saw that was it recently um, the viral clip of the Burger King worker that was like never missed a day. Did you see this thing? I didn't. So just a long story short, there was like Burger King employee. Um, it was like 20, 25, 30 years or something like that, that he's worked uh-huh. and he had perfect attendance, never missed a day. And the company gave him like some, it was ridiculous. It was like a like free a Burger King hat. Yeah, something, something, and a so, something so ridiculous, like a $5 meal or something like that. And it went viral online, obviously, because everyone was like, oh, man, sure. this is ridiculous. And they've raised like half a million dollars for them. Uh, wow. So that, that's, the, that's the power of the internet. But my point here is when I saw that, I was like, man, who, who how do I say this? Where I, I was, I was blown away that someone stayed in that role for 30 years and, mm. and we're happy. Like if you watch this clip, that's why it went viral. He was happy. He was grateful for that gift that they gave him. And I'm, I'm going through um, interviewing assistants to hire right now. And something that someone told me was when you're interviewing people, trying to find people to add to your team, you always talk about like career goals and career growth. Like you were just talking about Ryan. And it seems like everyone always wants to go on to the next thing. Right. Like you said, they want to be a barber, they want to be a lawyer, and this is just a temporary job. And I think a lot of us run into that with hiring attendance, right? This is just a gig. It's just a job for them to do on the way to do something else. But something that someone told me recently was um, when they're trying to hire assistants, they ask them that question because they want to find someone who wants to be a great assistant, and that's it. Mm. They don't want to be a lawyer, they don't want to be something else, they want to be a great assistant. And it just got me thinking, right? So I I feel like that's hard to find. Like who wants to just be an attendant? Who wants to be just a Burger King, a burger flipper? But apparently they're out there. Like that guy was an amazing 
employee for Burger King for 30 years. Mm. Amazing, happy, great attitude. And that's all he wanted. He just wants income. And I'm sure that there are other people out there that just want to be assistants. Do you think there's people out there that just want to be attendants? Yes. Um, I think that there are people that it is just right for them at the moment that they're in. And, you know, I had, I had uh, a next door neighbor actually, and she was making a comment to me about how, whenever she was in college, she worked for a catering company and it was her epitome of success at the time. She's only working weekends, you know, doing, you know, events or whatever. If she wants to go ahead and do, you know, come into the kitchen during the week, they allowed her to do that. She said it was a perfect job for her at the time because she ate like a king the entire, or ate like a queen rather, the entire time that she was in college. You know, it was a fun job. She got to know people. She got to network, which was important for, you know, her future role. And it was also beneficial for her because she was um, studying nutrition. So she was able to offer insight to the catering company, nutritionally speaking, with whatever she learned in school. And that's kind of a problem that I think I have now is I've been out of school for quite some time. There's a lot of stuff that's happening that I have no clue about. And you know, it's, it's, uh, it's shocking to me that there are certain things that even now you can do on Photoshop today. I, we couldn't do that, you know, 15, 20 years ago. I had no clue. So there's always, it's always kind of nice to have new blood coming in to kind of help you, you know, navigate whatever it is, is, you know, happening currently, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way? Kind of yeah, left behind. Sure. Now mean- you're the old person. For sure. Uh, I definitely see that in daily life, but I think that that's a good point is bringing in the younger, fresher blood and they bring with them the knowledge of all all the new things that are occurring out there. So I think that that is important. Uh, I I just hope that the tidbit I shared is helpful to people because I think many times people frown or look at it negatively if someone just wants, you know, they just want a part-time job and just want the money. Um, Maybe it's not so negative because they'll be happy in that role because that's all they want. You just got to find people that'll do a good job at it. You know, back when I did weddings, I would have these little girl wedding planners that A, either just got engaged or just got married or think they can do it for a living or whatever. You'd have that type that would come in and would learn from you for, you know, a year and a half, two years, whatever. They leave, they start their own company, they try and do whatever you do. And A, they don't cut it because you know, A, you make it, or B, you make it look easy. And, you know, they couldn't cut it or whatever. And I, I think that whenever I had that type of person working for me, it was, that was very obvious. And that person is clearly using you and is going to move on to the next thing. I typically don't hire that type of person anymore. Um, not that that type of person comes along anymore. Um, right now, the way how it works is, so all the attendants that work for me have really amazing jobs. I mean, they were doing the Grammys. They're staying in crazy, ridiculous hotels. I shelved a couple in first class the other, you know, the other month. I mean, their Snapchats are fire. Let me tell you. I mean, getting a lot of clout. (laughs) I mean, they really are. And, and that's, and that's the thing is there's one attendant that works for me. He's about to make airline status. That's how much I have him flying. I mean, it is just, and actually I think there's two that are about to hit it. Um, That is just such an incredible goal just for me. Like I love that these guys are out working nonstop. There are two people that work for me that are all about the traveling. They love traveling together. 
They love the road trips. They love the flights. They love the hustle. They love the bustle. They love, you know, they just love the lifestyle. I mean, the fact that they are ordering Uber Eats and sitting in that hotel living like kings. I mean, it is just fantastic for them. Um, And that's another thing is we had briefly talked about this in another episode. And honestly, I probably think about that episode on a weekly basis. This was the episode where we talked about what the hell does luxury mean? And how can you claim to be a luxury business or a high end or whatever it is you want to call it and not a experience this stuff and know what it means or not extend that same courtesy to the people that work for you. So do you remember this episode? I vaguely remember it. Yeah. Really? A lot of memories are vague now in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this, this episode, this episode in particular, hold on, let me look for it. I have no clue which episode it is, but anyways, in the episode we talked about like, if you like, how can you like claim to like be a luxury business if you've never stayed in a like a luxury hotel and oh, have yeah. ever had that kind of service? Yes, and no, actually, I we, this. and actually, I talked about the pair. Do you remember this? Yeah, this is your, your so anyways, story. At, yep, yep, I remember. Yeah, this was at the St. Regis in Mexico City, and so, anyways, the quick recap is: whenever I had checked in that night, they gave us like this big, beautiful bowl of fruit, and, and there was a pear. I love pears. I never have pears. And the next day I ended up um, going downstairs to breakfast and there was a thing of fruit, but there was no pears. And I asked the gentleman, I said, Oh, you know, do you have any pears? We had a pear in our room last night, blah, blah, blah. He goes, please hold. About 10 minutes later, this little kid comes running in with a ton of pears and was like, I, I said, did you just send someone out for those pairs? He goes, I'm so sorry. You weren't supposed to see that. And I'm, I was completely, completely and utterly floored. And I just think that people don't understand what luxury means and what that type of service means for me. It's anticipation, anticipating the next person's want or need. So for example, we actually just did an event uh, here in Vegas and the client um, literally gave us nothing, and it was so incredibly difficult. And the, the I have no clue what is up with clients today because before, and when I mean before, I mean pre-COVID, send out a questionnaire, done immediately. Now, send out a questionnaire. We'll get the questionnaire two weeks later. Like, dude, the event's over. Like, what's going on here? So the, the anyways, um, I asked him, I was like, hey, like, if this was for a video gaming conference. I was like, hey, like, do you have like a YouTube video or like something that we can use for like the screen on the front? And he's like, yeah, we have this. He sent it to me. The next day, we had built out this like beautiful little tower animation. We did an animation for the start screen. We like had the whole thing branded and he goes, Oh, uh, you know, do we get any analytics on this stuff? I said, it's already in your email. And he was just floored. And that that's the level of service that we provide. And I think also people don't understand. I think we talked about this. It was like the red carpet thing. Like people think that luxury is a red carpet in front of your stupid photo booth. I probably shouldn't say that, but whatever. Oops. Um, I, it's, I, mean, it's, I don't know if this is where you're going with this, but to me, it's interesting I feel like a lot of being a great entrepreneur or great business owner is that anticipation, whether you want to build that brand with your clients, whether you want to anticipate 
what your team members want so you can guide them appropriately in their roles. I think a lot of what we do is anticipating in different avenues. Got it. So anyways, going on to a couple of more questions. Um, what's on your mind this week is something that we ask in the one-on-one. What are your priorities this week? And then we kind of get to the bigger picture. How confident do you feel in where the company is going? And what I really appreciate is getting a person that's really working in the business, uh, their perspective on it. So how do you feel with your current workload? And I mean, these guys are barely getting a day off here and there. I mean, it's, it, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. And there's definitely a lot more travel happening. You know, um, do you have any questions about strategy? Like what, what is, I always believe that every person that works for you knows that they can sell outside of these four walls or outside of their event. They should know that if they are, you know, at FedEx printing some copies that they can sell to someone like, I I want them to have the tools to be able to do that. Uh, One of the things that we're doing is all the attendants now have NFC cards. If you don't want it, if you don't know what an NFC card, it's um, kind of like that dot card. Uh, although you can get them on Amazon, super cheap. I think it's like I don't know, twelve bucks for like fifty or something like that. And you can use your phone to program it, and then whenever you tap the card on someone's phone, it'll pop up with either a contact or a website or whatever. So I always want to make sure that the attendants have the tools that they need to be able to continue to sell. Because if they continue to sell, they're getting you know commission on, you know, those sales, that kind of thing. Um, one thing that I really appreciate is we did an event, um, at the Raiders practice stadium, which is such a fantastic facility. Um, it was actually a block away from my old house. Um, anyways, uh, we had a client that booked us for that event and he goes, Hey, can you do this event in Houston? We're like, absolutely. We're actually doing an event for the Texans the day after. So all the equipment will already be there. And he goes, great, send him the quote. And he sent back, he goes, why is this so much? Why? Like what, like what's going on here? And I explained and he ended up canceling the Houston event. Okay, fine. And this was before the Vegas event happened. The Vegas event happens and he was just completely floored with the output. And we did a fantastic output. I did, uh, we did a drone video of like the outside of the, of the venue and then did like a super quick zoom, did the, the 360 captured content, put in some effects. And then we did a really awesome exit animation and it was just fantastic and emailed him. Hey, here is, you know, the, all the analytics, here's the videos. If you would like to download them, here's, you know, everything you need thinking, I'm thinking he's going to go away and, you know, we'll never hear from him again. And, oh, that was too much money, whatever he booked us. So that was a Friday, Monday, he sent an email he goes, Hey, can you do this event for us in Denver? We're going on a tour with this stuff. And I was like, here's the quote. He paid it in 15 minutes. That's the best. I mean, it was, I love it. Whenever someone says you're too expensive, they go hire someone else and then they come back. Nothing makes me happier. I am telling you sips tea. Amazing. Best thing that could ever happen. And I really appreciated this because, and this is also has a lot to do with the team that worked that event 
because that team that worked that event, I mean, this dude was panicking and he was like, are they going to get set up on time? Are they going to, you know, and they walk in, they know their job, they know what they're doing, set up their lights, set up their platform, got going. Fantastic. It, it, Absolutely. It feels great, right? And, and it's funny to joke about it, but it's also like actually really a validation to your service. And, you know, people are always worried about, am I charging too much? How do I get more? How do I get more? But when you have someone come back happily and happily able and willing to pay you those higher rates, it validates, you know, your worth. So that's why I think it feels so good. I mean, I get a kick out of, I love it whenever. So actually someone sent an email recently. They go, uh, why is this so expensive? I could buy one for that amount of money. And I'm like, I just love that stuff. First of all, that's not my client. And I recognize that's not my client. They can go away. Um, it's just it's just fantastic when someone says, this is triple. I was like, I am worth triple. Give me all the money. <laughs> um, so lastly, uh, I want to talk about the revelation that I kind of had with this particular one-on-one. Um, so with this particular one-on-one, I, this, I have never done a one-on-one with this person. And it was very um, encouraging. I asked the direction that he wanted to go in. And, you know, it was most definitely in the affirmative. This is a fantastic job. I love everything that I'm doing. I love the hotels. I love the travel. I love, I I love is pretty much what he's saying. And I asked, you know, actually, so he was staying at the LaSalle in Chicago, which is such a fabulous hotel. Another, another, uh, uh, attendant that works for me, we actually had, an event that was in New York, Chicago, and San Francisco, and they were all happening simultaneously. And that was just such a fantastic event. So I ended up um, booking the hotels through Amex. And the attendant that went to San Francisco, this was, I think, his first time traveling with us by himself. Um, And he's very capable, and I have no problem with it. Whenever he checked in, they gave him like this beautiful little amenity kit of like, it was like a bag and had a whole bunch of like goodies in it. And then they gave him a bottle of wine and he goes, I can have this. This is free. And the front desk is like, yes, it's free. And he was just the happiest freaking clam. And I was like, whenever I get a hotel, they're like, here's a room with a window that faces a wall and you get wine. What is happening here? I don't understand this. But anyways, so, uh, that was, that was kind of amazing. But, um, anyway, so I'm asking him, I was like, you know, where are you going with the company? He's like, I love everything. And maybe I want to get into a manager role. And I was like, that's absolutely possible. You know, in the next, you know, six months to a year, I can completely see that happening. And, um, one of the, one of the things that we're kind of running into is a credit card situation. And so, um, he was, uh, he's the first of the company to get a credit card in his own name. And, I was like, you're the one doing the most traveling. This is the one that makes sense for you. Let's go ahead and get you TSA pre-check, global entry, and clear. And I think that was just kind of a great benefit for him. And I mean, it helps me because, you know, he gets through security that much faster and just makes his airport life um, that much easier. And he's incredibly earned it, you know? So I don't mind doing stuff like that and paying the money to – to do those things, to make them do their job better. So what's the, 
what's the revelation to you? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. You um, keep teasing so, the revelation. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're gonna get to it. Oh look, we're out of time. Sorry. Thank you so much. We enjoyed having you on Super Booth. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Find out next time, uh, or if this is TikTok, see us in part two. Um, no. Uh, so anyway, so I'm asking him. Um, one of the problems that we're having right now is a customers don't complete questionnaires. That's our big problem, number one. Number two, customers aren't completing surveys. So after the event, we'll send out a survey. Hey, how did we do? And that that survey is only service-related, has nothing to do with price, has nothing to do with anything that happened before, nothing, because I don't want that to be a reflection on how the team operated the event. Like, I don't think that that's something that should pertain to them. I think it should only be service-based. Um, so before I used to ask, Hey, what's the value that you got for this? I don't, I don't ask that anymore. Cause I don't really care. Um, I just want to know that, you know, were they on time? Did they do all the things? Um, people don't complete that. And that part's really frustrating because there's no other way for us to gauge how people are doing their job. And I asked him, I was like, how do you feel we should solve this problem? I put it in his hands. How do you feel that we should judge your performance? And he took about 60 seconds and he thought about it and he comes back and he goes, what if we did a five-star survey, just a one click at the bottom of the microsite whenever they get their photo? And it was just such a jaw-dropping moment for me. And I'm like, yes, that is what we can do. And it was just such a fabulous answer. And I was like, well, let me see how we can implement this. You know, I ended up doing it through Typeform. I was able to do the one click. I was able to make it look like a little chat button. It was able to do a little pop-up and has like a little notification. It's visible whenever someone's viewing their photo on their phone. Hey, how was your photo experience today? One click. And it was so brilliant because we also have the ability to say, you know, hey, do you want information for a photo booth for your event? And, you know, able to initiate contact on so many other levels. And it was just so freaking brilliant to me. Why, why did that stand out to you so much as the, the business owner? You know, it's kind of like. And, and I'm not, I'm not using this as a comparison. I'm just kind of saying as more of like an anecdote, but if like a janitor goes to the CEO and says, you should do this. And it turns out to be the most groundbreaking thing that saves the company millions. And it came from just such an unexpected place. And I'm not saying that he's a janitor. I'm actually for sure saying he's not a janitor because it doesn't clean anything. But anyways, that being aside, uh, I just mean that inspiration can come from anywhere. And solutions can come from anywhere. And I think that whenever employees and staff understand that no matter what position you are, you absolutely can, can contribute to like the greater whole is just very empowering. To me, this, this reminds me of like a back in my college days. I remember one of the professors, this exercise, right? Where he gave everybody, I forgot the exact detail, but we all had a problem to figure out, right? And when we did it alone, it took a certain amount of time. Mm. And then he put the team, put the class into, you know, teams of four and gave a very similar problem. And lo and behold, everyone figured it out a lot quicker. 
And then he kept doing it until the entire class was on one team and figured it out, obviously, much, much quicker. And, and the lesson that he was trying to teach everybody was that there you can uh, you can be so smart, but you can only be so smart compared to the collective wisdom of a group. Mm. And I think what, what I'm taking away from your story is that as a business owner and entrepreneur, you want to enable and empower your team members to feel like, hey, they can you know voice their opinion and contribute th- their ideas and suggestions because the collective wisdom of everybody in the company is going to always be superior to just what you have in your head. And I think a lot of people fall into that trap of like, I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. No. You should enable the team to contribute ideas and figure it out together because they're seeing things at different perspectives. They're, they're working on things differently than you. And when you bring that all together, it can create these light bulb, powerful moments like Ryan just had with his employee. And that's and that's a big problem that we have like with uh, our studio manager because our studio manager does not live anywhere near the studio. And her biggest problem is she doesn't see what is happening at these events on a day-to-day basis. So that is becoming a little bit of a problem. And uh, I mean, the solution is she just has to come stay down there for a week and just kind of see what they do and how they pack equipment and how equipment works and, you know, what things are possible. Cause whenever you're having these conversations with clients, you don't necessarily know the answers until, you know, you've actually lived through it and experienced it and worked through those problems. So um, that, that can potentially be an issue as well. The, the flip side of this too is, you know, I'd be, I'd be very curious to hear, I mean, I'm not going to know this, but I, I would just be very fascinated to hear the perspective of that employee. How did he feel that the CEO asked him for his thought, for his suggestion? And how does he feel to see that it was implemented for all the clients that the company has. I think there's a very powerful concept. Like you want to empower and enable people, but you also want to pull them, you know, to have skin in the game, to get them invested and have, have them see their ideas and their suggestions incorporated, gives them more of a buy-in to the success of the company. Um, so I'd be curious to hear his, his perspective. I'm sure he felt great to have his opinion, opinion seeked out and implemented and I'm sure he's going to watch with bated breath to see if it helps the company. And that's going to make him more involved in future stuff. Yeah. And that's another thing is it's, I mean, by adding that particular piece of code to the microsite just takes, you know, it's just one more step to do. I just think it's a little bit more important. And even if we get one booking out of it down the road, incredibly worth it because it was just a copy paste thing, you know? 